1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get
0: podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a Pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Week 14, here we come. The AFC is alive. There's some good games in the NFC, too. This is an awesome week. Uh, Matt Vertoram, did you you see the dominant performance by the, I know you did, by the Ravens last night? Uh, Lamar Jackson looked like Lamar Jackson. I believe you said in the last podcast that Baltimore is going to win out. That was one win on the way to it, pal.
1: Yep, yep. And, you know, I got to be honest. So something happened last night that hasn't happened to me all year long. I fell asleep during the game. Oh, good for you. I fell asleep during the game. I, I, did, uh, I did see a vast majority of it. I fell asleep, and it was already well in hand. But um, I woke up, and was <laughs> like, how long was I out for? And I looked up, and there was, like, the news. I'm like, oh, long enough. And I uh, checked the score. But, yeah, look, Baltimore's impressive. They can't throw, which is concerning, but they ran the ball over Dallas, and Dallas is just an absolute tire fire. So, um, yeah, it won down. And I, I said it last week. You're right. I mean, look, man, if they beat Cleveland on Monday night, we're going to get into all these games. If they beat Cleveland, they're going to go 11 and 5. They're not losing any of those other games. It, and. Right.
2: You don't want to give too much credit to a win over Dallas, who's now 3-9, and nine, and I think we can probably put the Cowboys out of our misery considering the new yeah, it's and improved New York Giants and Washington football team. But uh, still to put up 34, do it convincingly, Lamar did have some nice throws. Um, I, I thought threw it threw like
1: 107 yards. But he had a <laughs> I mean, come on.
2: He 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 got the ball down the, on the field a couple times. I think one well, he had one thirty yard completion, but that's fine. It's fine. It wasn't it wasn't exactly over the top, but uh, there were moments in time where, as as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, Lamar, you look that looks at least halfway decent, but uh, all right, fine. Uh, I don't want. I shouldn't go too crazy Celebrate. I think I just want Baltimore to be relevant again. How's that?
1: You know, I but see, this is where maybe I'm I'm on a different plane than some other people. I think they are. Like, I, I still – look, Baltimore ran for 294 yards last night. Like, I get – the Cowboys suck. I understand that. You're rushing for 294. You're a problem. Now, I always say this about every team, not just Baltimore. Can you win in more than one way come January? Because we all know – anyone who's watched football long enough knows that when you play really good teams – you, you better be able to win a couple of different ways because so, you know, you're going to eventually run to a matchup that's going to be able to, if not completely take away, maybe mitigate or limit the way you would normally win. Like you need to have a jab to go with your hook. And I don't know that Baltimore does. Like that is the question that loomed over them all year. To me, last year, Tennessee exposed it. It's the same question I have this year. I know they're good defensively. I know they can run the ball. But when they play a team that can really stop them from running, then what? That's the question.
2: So let's look at the AFC games. The Ravens, of course, are playing Monday night at Cleveland. That's a huge game. Baltimore is actually a one-point favorite, interestingly enough, in that one. Then you got the Bills and the Steelers. Pittsburgh coming off a stunning loss. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, That's an interesting game. And then – you know, as you, as you go through here, the Colts and the Raiders, um, is a huge game, both for Indy and for, for Vegas. So, um, and then we got like just weird upset possibilities like Jacksonville has been playing teams close. They're at home with Tennessee. Could the Titans have a huge stumble. I find that to be interesting as well. What, what stands out for you the most?
1: So we're going to talk about these games even more in the place your bet second. So I'm not going to get into what I think is going to win yet. Um, But first of all, we talked about it at the end of the last podcast on Monday. This is the best slate of games yet we've had, period. It's a great slate. There's a lot of games that really matter. The game that stands out to me the most in an odd way is Indianapolis and Vegas. Um, Because if the Raiders lose that game, they're 7-6. and They're on life support at that juncture. Because Baltimore, like I said, I I don't know that Baltimore is going to lose – at all maybe once Cleveland it seems like they should be able to get to 11 they got the Giants who not an easy game at this point but they're the Giants and the Jets um I I look at Indy if Indy beats the Raiders I mean they'd be two up with a breaker all they have to do is win one more game so that game means a lot conversely if the Raiders win now they have tiebreakers over Indy over the Browns they get the, they get the Dolphins in a few weeks it
0: how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good.
1: Vegas, so there's a lot of moving parts here, and then the other game has to be Sunday night. That game is huge.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting, like, if we if we just focus in... Um, on the Raiders for a second, like even though they somehow, some way got out of New York, it feels like the Raiders very well could be in a free fall here. You know, no question. Um, So, and then you look at teams like conversely, and we're not talking NFC right now, but teams that are, are, are on the come. The giants are actually out of nowhere, rising the Washington football team rising. And so, and you talk about this all the time, week one, week four, week six. We don't know who teams are. No, we're
1: we're getting a clear, we're getting a much clearer picture right now. This is when you start getting to the point where teams that are real contenders make their moves. Everybody gets so caught up in the teams that start three and zero, and it doesn't matter. It just, I mean, it matters in the sense that you're moving toward a playoff spot, but it doesn't matter in terms of who's going to win the Super Bowl. It just doesn't. Injuries happen in the NFL. Teams go up, teams come down. Look, everybody thought Russell Wilson was going to be the unanimous MVP at about the midway point of October. He's not even in the conversation now. Like, things just radically change in the National Football League. I look at that Bills-Steelers game as a really good example of this. If the Steelers lose that game, they're not in danger of just not being the one seed. They're in danger of not being a two seed. The Bills would be one back. They're going to be favored in every game they play the rest of the way going forward. The Steelers would still have to play the Colts at home and then at Cleveland. And the Bills at the breaker. Like I can make a very good case. Both those teams finish thirteen and three if if Buffalo wins that game, and Kansas City goes you know fourteen and two, and wins out. Um, you know it. It's a weird – there's just so many sliding doors this week. Like, for an example, if the Chiefs beat Miami, they win the division. But then that Sunday night game is kind of interesting for the Chiefs in the sense if the Steelers lose, the Chiefs would be the one seed. They'd only need to split their NFC games against the Saints and the Falcons, and then they beat the Chargers, they're the one. If the Bills lose to the Steelers, the Chiefs clinch at least being a two seed. There's just a lot of scenarios that are going to come out of this week, and however it shakes, is really going to tell you quite a bit about what we're looking at here the last three weeks. Who do you think needs
2: to win the most this week?
1: Uh, well, I'm thinking because there's a lot of teams. In the AFC, I'd have to say the Raiders. If the Raiders don't win, they're done. But I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of a surprise answer, too. I think Pittsburgh has to win this game in a lot of ways. If, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl having to win three games in the playoffs. I don't. I think Pittsburgh needs the easiest road possible. I think the Steelers need a buy, be at home against, like, a Tennessee in the divisional round, a team that doesn't play good defensive ball, and then maybe get lucky. Maybe the Chiefs get upset or something. You know, I, I think that needs to be the way they see. I, if the Steelers lose this game, I don't think they get a one seed. I don't. And I, I think they're in major trouble.
2: My fading of the Steelers is starting to feel good, even though it's only one loss. But it was a stunner. Thank you, Washington. You I know feel what? like I feel. I
1: don't you off, Carm. like it was stunning because they were fourteen nothing, and Washington doesn't have much of an offense, especially when Antonio Gibson went out. hurt. But that's the thing about the Steelers to me. It didn't stun me that they lost, even well, they- though they were eleven and zero going into the game. I wasn't at all stunned that they lost. Like Roethlisberger in that game, I think he threw for like three hundred four. It was a, it was a just over three hundred yards. He averaged something like five point seven or five point eight yards in an attempt, and he did that despite throwing a fifty yard touchdown pass and a thirty yard pass. And the fifty yard pass was like a five yard hitch route that James Washington, made no fifty yard play. But my point is, they have no offense. They have no – even though they have good receivers, like Roethlisberger cannot drive the ball down the field. And so watching that game, I kept sitting there thinking, if Washington gets to 20, they're going to win. Like Pittsburgh just cannot score. They can't move the ball. They can't do anything. And that's why to me, even though they were 11-0, like it wasn't that surprising they lost. They were only a six-point favorite in that game at home. Is an eleven zero team.
2: Well, well, speaking of you know not doing anything, they were led in rushing that game by Anthony McFarland, who had fifteen yards for the record. The other thing about the Steelers, if you're looking for reasons, excuses, whatever, I mean, they they, they got screwed by the schedule. You 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 had to play the Ravens on a on a Wednesday, and then you got to come back and play on Monday. I mean, that that never has happened in the history of the NFL. You know, in the, in the history of the NFL before, as far as I. I'm aware of. I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's correct. Well, so, you know,
1: it is you're right in terms of the days, but I've had so many Steelers fans say, me, well, you know, they got screwed. They had to play three games in 12 days. Yeah. Hi. That's what happens every single year when a team has to play Thursday night football. Right.
2: Right. Like, I mean, the, the bears did it last year. Right. Right. I get it. it
1: it's but, just the way, like every team does that. Every team plays three games, in 12 days in the NFL, every single one of them. Like I, I get it. It's weird. But when, think about it. When you play Sunday, Sunday, Thursday, it's 12 days. Right. But it, uh, again, this is another excuse. But if you know
2: it's coming and you got you to gotta get ready for that schedule, that's one thing versus like, oh, we're going to play on Sunday. We're going to play Thursday. No, we're going to play Sunday. No, we're going to play Monday. No, we're going to play Tuesday. No, I, we're I agree play... with that.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I will say this, though. Let's, be, let's call a spade a spade. Okay. They should have cleaned the Ravens' clock in that game. The Ravens had nobody. The Steelers barely survive it to the point that they have to have all their starters in late in the game. Dupree gets hurt and blows his knee out. Then they come back against a Washington team. They, they have two guys in that team that can do anything, Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Gibson gets hurt like the third play of the game, and the Steelers just can't put him away. Like, to me, the, the real, real great team – and look, every team plays close games. Okay, The Chiefs barely beat Denver on Sunday night. But – like, if you're a really good team, you just don't blow a 14-0 lead to Washington. You, but you do blow it when you can't score a point. And that's why I, I like, we'll get into who I think's going to win in a little bit and how you think is going to win. That game against Buffalo is fascinating. It's the best quarterback team combo they've played all year. So,
2: I'm going to ask you one question about uh, the Giants in Arizona coming up here, but I just want your opinion. If Verderam had to bet right now, his. Mazies, your three year old's college fund that you've, I know you're saving intently for over there. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay or Pittsburgh to go further in the playoffs. Who are you taking?
1: Green Bay. Green Bay. Because the quarterback. I okay. mean, I just.
2: Just making sure.
1: No, I mean, the Packers and the Packers, look, every team's got flaws. Okay. And I see so many people that oh, the Chiefs can't lose. Sure, they can. They're the worst team in the league defensively in the red zone. They they can't – you know, they don't consistently get pressure. Like, every team has flaws. But you know this as well as I do. Carmen as well as anybody that's watching football, right? Like, in 2020, it is about who is your quarterback first and foremost. And then you go from there. Who's your quarterback? Who's your coach? Well,
2: on that one, though, like – I mean, I think it's basically universal right now in the NFC that the Saints are ahead of the Packers.
1: Yes, I, I think that's true, but, you know, and the Saints are healthy. Their quarterback's not bad either. True, and, but – And the I mean, roster around him is so much better than the roster around Rodgers, in my opinion. Okay. it's fair, fair enough. Whereas I think in the AFC, like you look at the AFC and it's like, all right, look, Allen looked fantastic against the Niners. That was the closest I've seen anybody to play like Patrick Mahomes all year long. He was special in that game. when you look at the AFC, it's – I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's Mahomes. It, now, that doesn't mean they can't lose, but that's why they're the favorite. Like, you look at them, and you go, it's Mahomes, and it's Reed, and it's all the talent around him. Whereas in the NFC, I think it's like, yeah, Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFC. But their roster's okay around him. The roster around Breeze, who's not Rodgers but is a step below, is is fantastic around him. Their defense is awesome.
2: Do we think the Giants get Arizona at home? They're a two-and-a-half-point underdog.
1: I like the Giants in this game, man. They've won four in a row. Their defense is playing lights out. They got some confidence. They, they believe in the head coach. Now I'm not saying the Cardinals don't believe in Kingsbury, but I do think there's a lot of self-doubt right now at the Cardinals. You've lost four out of five. You should have lost five straight without that Hail Mary. Like, I, I think that matters. And now the Cardinals have to go cross-country and play an early game against the Giants in the cold, outside. I, I don't think that's a great spot for the Cardinals. I think the Giants are going to win the game. I do. I think the Giants are not only going to cover, I think they outright beat them.
2: I mean, it, it, obviously, it matters what is going on with Daniel Jones here. I mean, are we expecting him to be healthy coming off the hamstring? assuming
1: he's playing. If he's not playing, then check back with me. And, and Right. That, okay. that would be an obvious game changer. But I, if he plays, I think they win.
2: And as far as Joe Judge goes, I don't want to go too far here. But I don't know. We're looking – Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check
0: other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window.
2: Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected.
0: That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage, and subject to policy
2: terms. I feel like this dude could be on the path to be uh, something special here. Get in, get himself in that Sean McVay conversation. Get himself in the. I'm going to go really far here, for Uh, because I just think that this guy. It seems to me like he knows how to scheme. So I don't know, mini Billy, mini Bill Belichick, uh, way, way, That's- way, way, way early. That, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I like him, man. They were dead to right. He's, he's doing it with nothing. You're winning with Colt McCoy. Joe Judge has done a great job. But that's he blo- bridge too far. um But no, hey, he's done a great job. And I'll be the first one. I'll put my hand up, get right here in line. I killed the Giants for hiring Joe Judge. Uh, you know, but he, he has done a great job. Glad he's proved me wrong. Um, I'll tell you right now. They keep playing defense the way they're playing. They're not going to be the easy out everybody thinks they are in the wild card ramp.
2: Victor Cruz baby tucking a fan sided. He was, I think he was just being a fan, but he was loving up the Giants in the playoffs. All right, let's go upset alert this week, Verder as we go into our into the future segment, into the future this weekend. Um, are you going Thursday night by chance? You think the Rams could have some trouble? I'm not, although it's interesting.
1: I, I don't I don't hate that. Um, however. I am not going there. I already told you about the Cardinals, who are favorites, so I, I think they're going to lose. I'll give you one that might surprise you. I think the Packers need to be careful this weekend. It's a game where you go to Detroit. Detroit's not a good team, but Detroit's motivated to prove that Patricia was the issue. Okay, They just did it to some degree in Soldier Field in a wild game. Now they come home. They're only a game out of the playoff race, so they're going to be playing hard, even though they're they're not – a team that I consider much in the playoff hunt. They, they technically are. I think they're going to be playing hard. They're going to be playing motivated. And that's a weird, like, no atmosphere at all type of game. Even with fans, there's no atmosphere in Detroit. It's just—it's like playing in a mausoleum. I, I think I, I could see the Packers being, you know, 21-21 in the fourth quarter of that game. I, I think Green Bay pulls it out but that's a game that I would, I would, uh, I'd watch. Plus it's a division game. Those games are always odd anyway.
2: So I love that call by the way. Uh, I mean, people are killing the bears and rightfully so, but Detroit played a great football game. Uh, Matthew Stafford was incredible. I mean, he made some phenomenal throws. Uh, I do buy into the motivational Matt Patricia factor in a huge way. The Lions you know, at home, Detroit can be a pain in the ass. So, it it, it wouldn't stun me. I'm going with um, an off the board, really off the board pick here. Um, let's go, let's go, Philadelphia, and the Eagles out of nowhere get enough. Jalen Hurts plays well, and they go out and they get the New Orleans Saints. Saints don't score a whole lot. It's just an ugly, ugly day for Taysom Hill. I will take Philly for my upset. But I also do – I do I, – I find Thursday night very interesting. Because um, if you can scheme, which they can, uh, it could be a real rough night for Jared Goff. I mean, that could that could be real interesting.
1: It's true. I mean, hey, <laughs> I was there firsthand for the Super Bowl and Goff couldn't move the ball at all. Um, you never know with New England. Because Belichick just, and I, you know, I forgot that earlier this year when they played Kansas City and they didn't have Newton. And I remember just thinking, like, this game's going to be a killing. Who cares? Then the game started, and Mahomes was holding the ball for like five seconds because there was nowhere to throw because Belichick was playing like nine defensive backs. And it was just something like you'd never seen in your life. You're like, what the hell's going on? Like, what? Why can't they? And like, the, all that she said to do was run it, but they were so screwed up by the whole thing that they couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Like, Belichick is capable of that. So, you know, this game against Goff, I do not think Goff's going to play well, but I just think that the Rams are so good defensively and New England is so anemic offensively. I just, I I think they find a way. You know, it's one of those ugly 1914 type games. Quick
2: timeout. Stay with us. You are listening to Stacking the Box. So let's look at Buffalo and let's look at Pittsburgh. The Bills... Um, playing great football, and they've got and they've got Pittsburgh this week, as we're talking about uh, Buffalo again, a two and a half point favorite. And your team up this game is absolutely crucial for Pittsburgh. So, yep. looking at it long term, as to who's the bigger threat to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, who are you, I, are you about
1: to say Buffalo? Yeah, I am, and I felt this way by the way before they played the 49ers. So yeah, um, Buffalo can can score. Buffalo can get in a game with Kansas city where it's 38, 34. That could happen. Now I'll say this with a caveat. I don't care that the chiefs beat the bills earlier in the year. I don't just like, I, I wouldn't care if the bills had beaten the chiefs. Like to me, playoff football is a different deal. Um, however, there was one thing in that game that the bills would have to figure out or they're not going to beat the chiefs. And that is, they got absolutely no pressure on Mahomes in that game. Now, they, they were dropping. They were playing like eight in coverage. They were allowing the Chiefs to run. The Chiefs ran for 245 yards in that game. But the, the Bills held them to 26 points, which, you know, if you're the Bills, you'll take that. But I think the Bills are the, the bigger challenger because of Allen. Now, Allen could throw him out of a game, too. He hasn't done that as much this year, but he he has a gunslinger in him, and that's the kind of thing that it can get you killed. But – I think you need that to beat the Chiefs. You need a little devil may care. If you don't have that and you just want to play three yards in a cloud of dust like Pittsburgh does, I just don't think it beats Kansas City. You need explosive plays. It's how the Raiders beat them. It's how they almost beat them twice. Like You have to be able to get the ball down the field and be willing to take some chances even if it borders on disaster. Pittsburgh's excellent defensively, but with Dupree going out, man, I think that's a crushing blow for them. The Chiefs can double on Watt. They can pinch the line onto it. And, and I don't think Pittsburgh's corners are stopping the Chiefs. I don't. No offense to Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson. They're, they're not guarding Tyree Kill one on one. They're not. And if they got to double him, then they can't double Kelsey, and Kelsey's going to go nuts. I they don't have Devin Bush recover him anymore. Obviously, also hurt. I I think I think the Chiefs are the favorite against either of them. But I think Buffalo, because of the quarterback, has a has more of a chance to beat him than than Pittsburgh does.
2: So, I mean, I'm predicting a Steelers free fall here. I don't know if they're, you know, I think they're at least losing two games, two more. At Buffalo,
1: least, okay.
2: At Buffalo, at Cincy, at home with Indy, at Cleveland. So, and like, you know, the two obviously that jump out as potential losses are Buffalo and Cleveland that I'm, that I'm throwing in. Do they get Indy at home? Because um, maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, I'm with you, by the way. Look, I think
1: they split these last four games.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, and then you look at Buffalo's schedule, by the way. So let's just assume they get the Steelers. You got, you're at, you're at Denver, you're at new England and you've got Miami. Can you win out and get ahead of them? I, I think, I think the Bills too, have a shot. You, you, you have a shot, but I, I just think it's, it's too tough to do. So at the end of the day, um, you know, assuming that Kansas city's the end of the day, the record doesn't matter. Because I, I, the Chiefs are going to be ahead of them. At least I think they will be. So I'm with you, by the way, is, is a lo- the long way to the short answer of – I think Buffalo is, uh, has way more, as you're teeing up, firepower. And I don't think – like if I, if I had to say what's more likely to happen, I'd say that P- Pittsburgh will have a better day and play them close and Buffalo's going to implode. But if you're going on the high end of who's actually capable of putting together an incredible game and having Allen get hot – then, then it's the Bills without question.
1: I just think to beat Kansas City, and obviously I I watch them as close as anybody, like you need to come in guns blazing for 60 minutes. Like You have to be able to just go high octane with that team. And it's, it's, it's daunting. Look, I get it. Like to, to outscore Kansas City is daunting. But I think you – the idea – like I see so many people, so take the air out of the ball, run the, it doesn't matter. If the Chiefs get seven drives in a game, they're going to score 30-some-odd points. Like they just are. You need to be able to jam it in the end zone. And that is where I think Pittsburgh – I think if the Chiefs play the Steelers, and, and all things are equal health-wise here going forward, I just think the Chiefs are going to get up on him and basically force, force Roethlisberger into doing the one thing he can't do, and that's throw the ball down the field. And then it just becomes like a boa constrictor. I, I just think whereas, – whereas the Bills – even if Allen may throw him, like there's a chance the Bills just get destroyed in the game, like that, because Allen throws two picks in the first half and it's just over. But like there's also a chance he throws for 420 yards, like where well, I don't think that exists with Roslisberger.
2: Let's look at the most dangerous sleeper team for the Um, and I, you know, I think it's fair, like obviously, Chiefs up top, Saints behind him. And then you you get a whole bundle yep. of uh, probably Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and if you want to throw Buffalo in there, well, and then you've got and maybe even Seattle. Then I think you got Cleveland, the Rams, the Colts, um, and then maybe you can like start to consider the the Titans, the Bucks, the Ravens. Um, so, so you're picking someone from down there. Anybody else jumping out in the in the sleeper
1: room? No, no. I think you pretty much covered. You covered half the league, so no, I think I think we've got that.
2: I, well, I'm you know I'm am just trying to rule out some sleepers before no, you. No, I
1: mean look, I think that of those teams, I got a few. The Rams are the one I think that could be the scariest in some ways for teams because it's a passing league, and the Rams are great defensively against the pass. Great. I mean, they're number one in every category against pass yards per game, yards per completion, yards per attempt. They can shut you down with Ramsey, where you can pay, put him on anybody one on one, and he's going to do the job, and then you can help out elsewhere. The the question you have with the Rams, it's why they're a sleeper, is Goff. Like Goff's got to be able to string together three great games in a row, and, and sometimes you can do it. But if you get a team that can pressure him, he's got major issues. Um, I also wonder him and Lambeau Field in January. Like, how's that playing out? I I, I don't know. Um, but the Rams would be able to keep the Packers in check in that game. So I think the Rams are a sleeper. Like Nobody talks about them. I think the other sleeper for me has got to be Tampa. Like if, if, if Brady can get going, they've got enough talent on that team to be a major problem. I mean, they are loaded with talent. They're good defensively. The question I have with Tampa is kind of the same question I have with Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh has good receivers, too, maybe not on the level of Tampa does. But, like, can the quarterback drive the ball down the field enough? I just – I don't know. And I'll tell you what. It's the same question I have about the Saints. But I think the Saints are so good around Breeze, they can mitigate that a little bit. In the AFC, I don't know that there is one. Because to me, the Bills and Steelers aren't sleepers. They're just, like, on that second tier. I don't think they're a sleeper. If I had to pick one, i pick Baltimore. But, again, you're just so limited throwing the football. I don't think Baltimore can can run into the table in the A's. I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to be a scary team. I don't think they're going to go into the playoffs and go to Arrowhead. Like, Lamar Jackson's going to have to crank it up to beat Mahomes in a playoff game. Just is. I don't think they have the capability to do it. So give me the Rams and then a little bit less Tampa and, and Baltimore to a degree. So, I'm d- –
2: Listen, I, I think that we're having a, a, a little bit of a deep sell right now on Tennessee because they got walloped by the, the Browns. Um, and, look, they just cracked the Colts. Um, they had a back and forth with, with Baltimore, got them in OT. Derrick Henry is the most built-for-the-playoff guy you can find. If you want to grind out an ugly win, Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. Um, I think they're getting some valuable lessons right now. They've lost some the games that they've lost some really tough games, including the Steelers for their first loss of the year, uh, when Pittsburgh was going better than they're going right now. So, depending on the matchup, the way this whole thing whole thing falls down, I think Tennessee can make a run similar to what they did last year. And the end of their schedule is very winnable games. They got Jacksonville this week, Detroit. They're at Green Bay. That'll be tough. And then they get Houston. So they should be go. they should be rolling into the playoffs, you know, comfortably with 11 wins and depending on how it all fall, shakes out. I, I like the Titans to do something once again in the playoffs. So I'll take Tennessee. Um, let's do uh, let's, let's make some money here, Vertoram. Place your bets right now here on stack in the box. Thank you, by the way, for listening. We always appreciate it when you leave a rating, uh, give a star rating, write a review. Thank you so much. Uh, we're starting with the Thursday night, the Rams, a five point favorite at home with new England, which we've talked about a bunch here. It sounds like you're, I'm going to say you're going to take the Rams to win and the Patriots to cover.
1: I'm actually going to take the Rams to win and cover. Um, but barely, I think I picked the score on my picks big 19 1913. So I, 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 I'll be honest. I wouldn't, if I were betting, I would not bet the game. Um, I think it'll be right around that number. I think the Rams win though. Again, it, Cam can't throw the ball anymore. I mean, I mean he—he's just not the player he once was. And they have, to be fair to Cam, they have nobody around him. Nobody. The team is a joke in terms of their weaponry. So, I think the Pats are going to really struggle to make enough plays to win this game. They're going to need plays and special teams, and and, and I-
0: Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra.
1: Against the Rams, the Rams know this. They're not dumb. They're going to be safe on specials. I think it's a tight game. I would not be surprised at all if the Rams cannot cover that spread. But I do think they win the game. I do think they move on. And, and hey, I'll tell you what, the Rams play Seattle, I believe, week 16. That is going to be one heck of a game. Because whoever wins that game is probably win that division. And whoever loses, boy, all of a sudden you're on the road for the whole playoffs. That is a daunting task.
2: So, this one's really tough for the Patriots, but I think it might somehow get them dialed in. Um, you know, they weren't, they did not travel here. Okay. They were, they had to stay on the West Coast, right? So, right. they're not, make, not making another cross country trip. They're, and they also have to deal with all the restrictions of COVID. So, their players are isolated. They're having team meetings are virtual. Uh, they're, and they're only doing walkthrough practices. But somehow, someway, I feel like Belichick has their attention at such a level that I, I think they at least cover uh, let's, uh, let's say that. So, and, and, and his golf history is such a strong one that I I'm tempted to pick him, but uh, I, I will take the Patriots to at least cover this one with a lot of factors uh, going into the game. Chiefs are a seven point favorite on the road at Miami. Uh, can the dolphins do this? That's a big one uh, or a big, it's a big ask is what I'm trying to say.
1: You know, I gotta, I gotta just be blunt. I do not think the Dolphins have much of a shot in this game, unless, unless Kansas City makes major mistakes in the kicking game, or Mahomes throws the first pick six of his career. That's it. I, I just, I was looking at this game because I was thinking to myself, you know what? The Dolphins have been really good. They're eight and four. They've got an excellent defense. They're unbelievably good on special teams. But then you look at their offense, and their offense struggles to gain 300 yards in a game. I mean, you, know, you look back and you go, well, they had some pretty impressive wins. They beat the Rams. They were outgamed by the Rams over 300 yards in the game. But they, they won because they basically had three defensive touchdowns. They did not move the ball at all against Denver. Denver had over 450 yards against them. Like, they're living off the fact that teams are just turning the ball over. And What is one thing the Chiefs do not do? They do not turn the ball over. Now, if they can get the Chiefs into that, then they got a shot. And I think Tua, listen, he's gotten some crap because he's not Herbert right off the bat. I just be patient. But this is a big ask for Miami. Like he really, like even putting my fandom of the Chiefs aside, I mean, it's just even a really good defense is probably holding the Chiefs into the high twenties. Right, like you say, well, Denver held them to 22. Yeah, and they didn't even count the one touchdown. Like if that counts, there's 29. You know, it's can Miami get to 28 in this game? I just don't see it unless they get turnover. So I I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs cover. I think it's something like 27, 17, 30, 20, something like that.
2: I mean, the Chiefs have just been brutal against the spread lately. They're 0-4 in their last four against the spread. True. And the Dolphins have been great Um, They're seven and one straight up and against the spread in their last eight. Just if we're don't, we're doing strictly betting here. Um, True. So, but I, I just, the way I look at it, like Kansas city, warm weather, loving their life, going to Miami, Tyreek Hill flying around in South beach, catching touchdowns. I mean, I think they kill the dolphins, Um, but I have been thinking that every week. So, I guess I'm taking Miami to make this interesting and and cover the seven. Uh, One
1: thing that is interesting with the Chiefs, because you bring it up, and it's a good point. So the last four games they've played, just want to make sure I'm right with this, Carolina, the Raiders, the Bucs, yeah, the Broncos, four games. They haven't covered any of the spreads. They've won all the games, but they haven't covered the spread. The Panthers game, they were up double digits in the fourth quarter, got lazy, almost blew the game. Then they played the Raiders. That was a great game, went back and forth. They win, they don't cover. They play the Bucs, who they pushed against and were dominant in. The Bucs had a backdoor cover in that game. And then the Broncos game was a game where the Chiefs should have scored 40 points, but they just could not do anything inside the five-yard line. It kept bogging down. I my, my point is twofold, and you could take this either as a positive or a negative. They're not covering because it almost seems like at times they get bored. Right. But on the flip side, like, they're really close to, like, easily covering all those spreads. Like, they're just – they're, like, other than the Raiders game. The Raiders game, they weren't close to easily covering. The other three games, like, they had it, like, well in hand, and then it's like, eh. So, like, maybe there's, like, a backdoor component to this. Like, maybe it's, like, 30 to 17, and the Dolphins come down, they score, Yeah, I, I just – my problem with the Dolphins in this game is the same reason I didn't think Denver could beat them. They just can't score. They don't have the offense – Score. they're going to need Kansas city to contribute by making mistakes. The other problem is Miami blitz is second most in the, in the league. If they blitz Mahomes, it's a death sentence. They, it cannot do that. But the floor is a good coach. I think it'll be interesting. I just don't think the dolphins are quite there yet.
2: Well, we got the two a factor here too, by the way. Uh, you know, can, can he, can he play well, period? Um, uh, it's a, it'll be a fun game to watch. I know you'll enjoy it for a rim, it you will. never miss, miss a Chiefs game. All right, Vikings and Bucks. The Buccaneers are a six point, six and a half point favorite at home. I, I like Minnesota here, by the way. Uh, they've been great against the spread as of late. The Vikings are playing good football. I'm fading Tampa Bay hard right now. Where are you going?
1: I, uh, I'm taking the Bucks big, so we're on opposite ends here. I think the Bucs come out of a bye week and just absolutely earhole Minnesota in this game because Minnesota is not going to run against them. Bucks are the best run defense in football, three point three yards in a time. Brady's got it, got a little rest for that that ailing arm of his. Um, the Vikings needed a miracle to beat Carolina and then barely beat Jacksonville at home. Like, are they ever going to do something that's impressive ever? Like they beat the Packers in Lambeau, I guess that counts in a windstorm. Like I, I just, this I, is I, the w-
2: this is the week, baby. They're going to score against that Bucks defense.
1: And I and I like Minnesota's roster. Like I'm not like they're going to win the Super Bowl, but like I picked them to be a playoff team to the beginning of the year. But I just cannot get behind them. I think Tampa wins this game by a couple touchdowns. All
2: right, I'll be thinking of you on on Sunday for this one. Uh, Colts are three point favorite at. Las Vegas.
1: Does that kind of surprise you that line? Or you think it's right?
2: Yeah, look, as I'm reading it right now, I'm like, eh, this is interesting. Like I said it really slow. I'm like, really? Indy is a three-point favorite. I mean, I it, it speaks to what we were saying earlier that the, the people are just fading the Raiders right now. The the free fall is real. So uh it sounds to me like you're you're gonna bet on Las Vegas for a
1: bounce back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's part of me that says car is better than rivers at this point. Although rivers has played better as the year has gone on. The Raiders have much better offense. They're home. But man, Josh Jacobs
2: just, is doubtful. That's a huge. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I know it. I know it. And I, I'm going to take the Colts, man. I'm going to take them to win and cover by a point or so, you know, maybe, beat them, you know, I don't know, 28, 24, something like that. I, The Raiders have just scared me. The last two weeks have been atrocious. Like, it's one thing. Look, you lose a close game to the Chiefs. Hey, fine. No shame there. You get blown out by Atlanta. And then you come back, and the Jets, not only did you almost lose, the Jets turned the ball over three times, and you still almost lost that game. The Colts are really good defensively. Like, the Colts can play defense. I I like it. I I like the Colts in the game. I'm – I'm only nervous about it because betting on Phillip Rivers is terrifying. Okay, it's like taking your mortgage and betting it on black. Like it could work out, but it could be a disaster. It's kind of how I feel about Rivers. But I'm going to take the Colts because I believe in the defense, and as you mentioned, the Raiders banged up.
2: Well, especially their secondary too. Arnett, Johnson, Abram, yeah, all Jordan's either in
1: and out. Now they're banged up.
2: So if you're looking for some comfort in Philip throwing the ball Um, and just betting trends. Colts are seven and three against the spread against their last 10 Raiders, of course, have not covered the last two weeks uh, against the jets in the, in Atlanta Um, losing the the Atlanta game, which you just uh, underlined. So yeah, um, I I like Indy. I, I think I like Indy here. It is time for us to get rich. Hang tight. We'll be right with you. It's stacking the box. Let's do Steelers and Bills. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home.
1: I'm picking the Bills to win this game big. Maybe i look like a dope at the end of this. That's fine. And, and it's not an overreaction to the Bills beating the Niners. It really isn't. Like Even if the Bills had won that game closer, they had lost. I, I would have felt the same way. Um, the Bills have deficiencies, but I don't think the Steelers can take advantage of them. The Bills are not good against the run. It doesn't matter because the Steelers are the worst rushing team in the NFL. The Bills don't rush the passer well. It doesn't matter because Roethlisberger throws the ball faster than anybody in the NFL, and the Bills can play coverage, and that's what you have to do against Pittsburgh. You have to play coverage. Buffalo has a quarterback who is mobile enough and at this point I believe smart enough to beat the Blitz. If they Blitz him but they don't contain him, he can get outside. He's even more dangerous. Like, I think the Bills are just very well positioned to play against Pittsburgh for all those reasons, and then some. I don't know how p- healthy Pittsburgh is going to be. We know Dupree's out. Spillane, who has done a nice job at middle backer for them, replacing Devin Bush, he's going to miss this game with a knee injury. Yeah, he'll be back, but he's going to miss some time. James Connor's off the COVID list, but he has done nothing all year long. Like I look at this game, Tredavious White can take whoever he wants out of this game. So then you start getting into, okay, let's say he takes Claypool out of the game. All right, so it's Smith-Schuster in the slot and Deontay Johnson the Steelers dropped the ball more than any team in the NFL. Like, I'm just looking at this thing going, yeah, I know how the Bills are going to play this. Brian Dable, he loves to go empty. They're going to just spread the Steelers out, and they're going to say, you want to blitz? Fine. Here's a hot read. Throw it to Cole Beasley. Throw it to Stephon Diggs. Make them cover. Make them tackle. I think the Bills are going to win this game by 10-plus points, man. I really do. Like, I, I think it's going to be – and, and not, I don't think it's going to be like a 20-point game, but I think it's going to be – I don't know, 33, 21, something like that. The Steelers have not faced anybody the caliber of Buffalo this year. Tennessee's the closest. And Tannehill's not Allen. And Tennessee's offense is the closest the Steelers have faced, but the Bills are more potent, and the Bills have a much better defense.
2: I do wonder if the Steelers get some form of running game going up, going on against the Bills' the pathetic rush defense or less than stellar. I'll be a little bit nicer about it. Uh, I also wonder, can Pittsburgh's defense scheme for Allen? Because they have been tough against the pass, but they're you know the defense is starting to not be as formidable with all the injuries. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's, 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 let's roll big and actually really stamp yourself as the second-best team in the AFC. You have an opportunity to do it.
1: By the way, uh, on, on a complete side, as we're recording this year on a Wednesday afternoon, Anthony and Lane is having his press conference in, in L.A., and he just compared the charger situation of Pearl Harbor. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not great. I was yeah, it at that.
2: This is what NFL, it, like, everybody thinks they're in battle and football is war and Pearl Harbor. I'm like- not
1: even getting into that. It's just like, look, man, how about just comparing it to a disaster? Cause that's what it is. Like, I, I don't know that you had to quite go like, yeah, you know what? This is like when we got bombed. Like, no, no, not really. Wait. It's, well, right. you guys are just terrible. He's not
2: trying to upset any veterans out there, but uh, I – No, was,
1: no, and people shouldn't take it that way. But right. Was, I just saw the comparison. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, what is, what is going on?
2: Uh, yeah, fairly – I would call that a fairly standard thing in NFL. In NFL Where week, we go? whatever. We're, we're getting killed. My, I'm about to get fired. Rhetoric. Uh, let's, let's finish with Baltimore and the Browns. The Ravens, a one-point favorite at Cleveland. Cleveland's playing great football. Baltimore just got one win against Dallas, yet they're favored, which is interesting. Vegas does not buy the Browns at all. So I do. I'll take Cleveland. Let's go, Cleveland. Okay. But, uh, um, you know, the, I, I get it. They, people are not wanting to give the Browns credit for beating one good football team. And, and nobody buys Tennessee, apparently, because the, if they did, the Browns would be at least a three-point favorite. But go ahead.
1: I th- I'm taking Baltimore. I, I And not because of the first game. I know Baltimore beat them, like, 38-6 week one. I don't care about week one. That's fine. Um, I'm taking them because it's a bad matchup for Cleveland, in my opinion. The Ravens are going to stack the box. They're going to run blitz like hell. They're going to force Mayfield to throw one-on-one against Humphrey's, Humphrey and Peters. And I don't think he can do it. Um They did beat up on Tennessee. It was a great first half of the game. I try never to change my opinion on a team based off one game. If Cleveland wins this game, it'll change my opinion because now it's two games in a row against two quality teams. You beat. I don't think they win. I think their defense is bad. I think Baltimore can do some things. Um, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a one-score game. But I think I I like Baltimore to win. I just think, and I also I think the Ravens are more desperate. I think that matters this time of year. Not that Cleveland won't want to win. They'll definitely want to win. But they'll want to win Baltimore has to win and I do think come this time it is it is a little bit different so I'll take Baltimore uh and I'll-
0: underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app an easiest place to play fantasy sports just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app draft your team and that's it and if drafts aren't your thing they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Yeah, you know, I'll swallow the point, obviously.
2: Before we get to inter, I just want to let you know that Mitchell Trubisky had his press conference today, and he said that every game from here on out is a must-win
1: for the Bears. Huge if true. Huge.
2: Way to go, Mitchell.
1: I would, I would wager that last game was must-win as well. But nice job.
2: Yeah, uh, and maybe
1: the week before that.
2: All right, in or out. Four topics. We'll go through them quickly. Rodgers more likely to have 50 touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes uh, for 5,000 yards. Rodgers for 50 ahead of Mahomes for 5,000. If you look right now, do you know exactly? Because
1: I am yes, looking I do. it up. Rodgers okay. is 36. Okay. And uh, go. Mahomes has 38 15 in terms of his yardage. Okay, he's leading the league, and uh, Rogers obviously leading the league in his category as well. Uh, I'm out because of simple math. Okay, Rogers has to go three and a half touchdowns per game to get to 50. It's possible, it's very, it's possible, but that, that's a lot of touchdowns. I mean, right now he's averaging three, so Matt says he falls just shy. Um, Mahomes has got to average. 297. Well, he's averaging 318 right now, and they play the Falcons. They play the Chargers. They play the Saints in a game that could be a shootout. Um, I think Mahomes is going to get the 5,000. I think Rodgers will get the 45 plus touchdowns. So I will I will say that Mahomes is more likely, uh, just again, based off of, of the math that I'm sitting here looking at.
2: It's just amazing to me how similar their stats
1: are this year. Unbelievably similar. Yes.
2: 36 touchdowns for Rodgers, 31 for Mahomes, two interceptions for Mahomes, four for Rodgers. Average yards for play, both of them, 8.2. Completion percentage, Mahomes, 68.3, Rodgers, 68.9. Uh, I would, I will agree with you that Mahomes is more likely to get to 5,000. So I'm out on it as well. Uh, but I mean, co MVP, anybody? Uh, it wouldn't, they're not going to do that, obviously, but it's, it would it's be happened. a fair thing. It has happened. When's the last time that happened? Do you have any off the top of your head?
1: I, I know it happened. I want to say in 2002. Uh, Rich Gannon and Steve McNair were, uh,
2: Ninety seven Sanders and Favre co
1: MVPs. Yep, yep. It's ha it has happened a few times. Now I, I look, it's rare, obviously. Um, but it has it has happened. You Gannon is Gannon McNair? No, I'm sorry, it was uh McNair and, and Peyton Manning in oh three. So that's I'm just going real quick here. Yeah, that's the last time. McNair and Peyton Manning in two thousand and three. You mentioned Sanders Favre, ninety seven. I think those are the only two instances that, yeah, as far, as – yes, because they started the award in '57 officially. Those are the only two instances. It's not likely, but right. if there's no, ever a gonna... year, this would be this would be it.
2: I mean, it's, it seems fair right now. Um, all right, the Raiders are finished. Did they lose to the Colts? I think we covered this. You're definitely in on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm in. We can be brief. I'm in. I think that it's going to be a, a tough spot for them. If they don't win this game, then they lose the breaker to the Colts. They'd have to win out to go 10-6, and six, which they play the Broncos on the, on the road. They play the Chargers at home. They play the Dolphins at home. They could win out. I don't think 10-6 is enough. I don't. I, I think if they lose this, they're done. I think they've got to win out.
2: Just a side note on the Raiders, and it doesn't take a, a genius to scout Greg Williams and his propensity to do zero blitzes all the time, especially – even late in the game when a Hail Mary is going to cost him the football game. But John Gruden did a great job in preparing Derek Carr for that exact sequence. And it won him a football game, which kept them alive. So you lose that football game, they're already dead. So Gruden, nice job. And uh, they're still, they're still in a very precarious position here. Obviously Uh, the Rams are a better team than the Seahawks in or out. I'm out on this. I'm still riding with Seattle to be big here down the stretch. Where are you at?
1: Rams are a better team. I'm in. Rams are not as scary in the playoffs, though. In a one-game situation with Wilson, the Rams, to me, over the course of a 16-game season, are better. And I, I think you know, like defensively, it's just not even close. Offensively, the Rams don't have the star power um, in terms of a DK Metcalf. But Cooper Cup's a great player, man. Robert Woods is really good. They're really well coached. Goff is 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 a solid quarterback, but he's not Wilson. So I think the Rams are the better team, but if you're saying to me you got to see one of them in a playoff game, I'd rather see the Rams and the Seahawks because Wilson could just hang four hundred on you in a in a minute. Yep.
2: Okay, that's an interesting parsing of it, but I, I get what you're I get what you're going with, uh, and I think that's fair. Last one is Joe Judge. Is Joe Judge your coach of the year if the Giants win the NFC East in or out? Is and he'll actually win it or just in your mind?
1: Uh, no, I actually would win it. Okay. Um,
2: it's a lot of candidates this year. I, there
1: are, there are, you know, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, you got to look at Flores as a guy who could win it. Tomlin, if they end up being the one seat, he could win it. Peyton is going to be in there. Um, you know, if, if the Niners had made the playoffs Shanahan and I, I killed the Niners, I should. I thought they'd, you know, find a way on Monday. I bought in, I should have bought Stefanski. Kevin. Oh, no questions. Stefanski's great call. Yep. Ron Rivera. Like if they win the NFC East, Man coach through cancer. Yeah. Like so I'm out on, on this only because, like you just said, there's so many options. I think you just take the field. But he'd be deserving to be in that conversation. And I don't care if they go seven and nine. That team goes seven and nine and wins that division after going 0 and five to start the year. That's a hell of a job by Joe Judge.
2: Yeah, we're just never that creative to give a seven and nine coach, even if they whatever, even if they got to eight and eight, I don't I don't think they would do it. Uh, So I will be out, but uh, Joe judge, I I am. am, It's, it's, it's fun to see what's going on in New York right now. Uh, What's going on, as we wrap on up here, our midweek podcast, anything special? You know, just
1: hanging out, living the dream. Uh, I got uh, the family, well the family, the parents are coming out uh, for a week. Everybody's quarantining beforehand. Uh, They're going to be coming out, stay at the house for one week for Christmas. That'll be nice. Uh, You know, everybody's uh, doing what they got to do. To uh, you know, make this happen safely. So we're excited about that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. Lately, you know, we, what with the quarantine, two things. So one, uh, I've been watching some HBO Max, which is which is a, a wonderful thing. Thank God for technology. You imagine doing this quarantine in like 1987? I mean, you'd be oh my God. I mean, you, you'd need drugs every day of the week to get through it. But so I've been watching some HBO Max. Speaking of drugs, uh been watching this documentary on Heaven's Gate, the old, the famous cult. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all, uh-uh. Connor. Okay, so basically Heaven's Gate started in 1975. And it was just this like, they weren't a couple because they weren't like in relations with each other. But the man and woman who they went out and they basically convinced people that A spaceship was going to come down and take them off the planet. Oh yeah, right, right, right. All this crap, right? All this insane crap, and it ends up turning out like a mass suicide. And it's, I mean, it's obviously tragic at the end, but it's, it's just (laughs) mind blowing to watch. Like it's, and like obviously there are people who who defected at points and they're in this thing who are you know survivors of it, who are members. And just some of it is just unbelievable. Like they're all wearing Nike shoes like that becomes part of it. It's just it's the most bizarre, crazy thing. It's a four-part series. It's it's really fascinating. And then on a lighter note, I've also got the PS4 here at the house. I have not uh, gone PS5 yet, and I've been playing a lot of MLB The Show. You know, you create your own player and you go through a whole career. And let me tell you something, Carm. I've been playing a while now as a, as a starting pitcher. I'm up over 3,100 strikeouts, 200 wins, won a couple of World Series. Split my time between the A's and the Blue Jays. I'll tell you, Carmen, as I climbed the leaderboards. I asked myself, why didn't I go pro? You know, I knew how to how to mix the high heat with a with a slider down and away with two strikes. And then I realized it's because I couldn't throw the ball faster than about 70 miles an hour. But uh, if I could have, I could have been a contender, Carm.
2: So I am just very impressed at how good you are at entertaining yourself. You are I'm, strong I'm, in this I'm capacity. Str- I am good
1: at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my one of my great gifts.
2: I mean, you will, you'll order an NBA jam. You'll lock in a space invaders. You'll get the PS4 yeah. going. You'll find a heaven's gate. All of this is impressive. Um, I'm like
1: literally trying to think about anything that's going on here. Um While you think about it, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and I'll tell you what I'm real pumped up about. I know my buddy, our friend Patrick Schmidt here at Fanside, also is jacked up about this. MTV's The Challenge is back. Season 36, I get to watch these maniacs battle it out for cash. Fantastic. Bill Simmons famously called it uh, America's fifth major sport. Totally agree. Unbelievable television. If you never watched it, my God, tune into MTV tonight.
2: Good work. Good work. All right, I'll have something fun going on in my life for Sunday night. I literally have nothing going on.
1: Yeah, nothing? What's up with you and the wife? How's, how are things? Is it good. Things she want to kill are, you now? That she's had to spend every day with you th- like this she
2: hates me, um, but uh, I'm working on trying to turn that around. Um, so there's that. I had uh we did a great show last night with my guy Dan Hampton and Neto Obradovich working away here Vermon on the on the radio side. Um OB is a 75-year-old guy who played for the Bears in the 60s. If people don't know him on the national level, he won an NFL championship in 63. Yep. Um, I took a, a video of him in action during during the show, and it got like you know 9,000-some-odd views on Twitter, which he thought was just the greatest thing ever. And so he had me send the video around to like his family, to his daughter, and to all these people. And he gives me, he gives me Dick Butkus' number. Um, He's like, send it to, send it to Dick. Don't, don't give this phone number to anyone. Um, And, and, and so I send it to Butkus. I'm like, is Butkus going to respond? And so first response from Butkus, who is this Uh, Dick? It's Mark Carmen. I do radio with your former teammate, Ed Obradovich. He wanted you to see this. And, um, and I sent him like a Twitter link. So then I had to kind of walk him through it, you know, via text. And then he walks, and then he writes me back, that's the OB I know.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: So, hey, uh, and that was that was the extent of my conversation hey, with Sir Buckus.
1: It's Dick Buckus, man. I'll tell you what. If there was, there was one person in NFL history who said, listen, you have to get tackled by everybody in the world that's played in the NFL. Give me one guy I don't want to get hit by. <laughs> it's him. Like, I understand he doesn't run as fast as Ray Lewis, He's probably not as yoked as ninety-five percent of the guys. But I'll tell you what, and you watch film of that guy. That man came with bad intentions. He, like, oh my god! I mean, there was, like, there's <laughs> none of this like, oh, I'm just gonna knock him out of bounds. I mean, I saw an interview NFL films it with him where they talked about. He's like, I don't want to just hit a guy and put him in the hospital. I want to put him in the cemetery. And he's just laughing as he said it, and I was just like, he really means it. He. He would
2: talk I think in that clip that you're talking about, he talks about how he would watch the movie, I want to say it was hush hush, hush. sweet Charlotte. Yeah. And which with the head rolling down the stairs and he would dream about it. I mean I mean these, so these Yeah, people, I get a
1: charge out of that. Yeah.
2: I mean these people were crazy. And and what O B would tell me about Buckus back in the day is you know, O B was on the defensive line, Buckus is a linebacker, so OB would be, you know, taking on the the lunatics that he would have to face. And then he'd make a tackle and Bunkus would scream at him, hold him up, hold him up, hold him up. So, he, so. <laughs> and he'd be like, hold him up. I'm, I'm fighting for my life here. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll go on this guy. I know we're running along, but there's a great, um I hope I'm not screwing this up. I, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm correct with this, but Ray Mansfield, the longtime center for the Steelers, won a couple of titles with him in the, in the 70s and played with him in the 60s as well. Tells a story in NFL films, maybe in the same video we are just talking about, where Buck is hits a, a running back, Fido was, along the sideline and just completely lays him out. And, you know, teammates run over, and like, you all right, you all right? And the guy gets up and says, like, "I, I I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, a little different oh. back in the 60s. Um yeah, no, that, that's cool though, man. Hey, get to talk to Dick, Dick Buckus, especially your barrister. That's uh, uh go, yeah. doesn't get much better than that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't want to downplay it, but it, it, it was, you know, it was a text combo. Who cares? Uh, um, who was uh, who was the guy in the Lions who died on the field?
1: Uh, Hughes, um, Chuck Hughes.
2: Yeah, they talk about that one too.
1: Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah. So, all
2: right, on, on, on that note, Chuck Hughes' note, we'll, we'll, we'll say goodnight, um, so to speak. Uh, and we will see you Sunday night. Thanks again for listening to Stack in the Box. Enjoy some phenomenal games this week. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you Sunday night.
0: Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator